YouTube.com slash Mayhew Mayhem. That's YouTube.com slash M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Hello and welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-hosts. What's up everybody? It's me, Greg. We are joined once again by the man who keeps refusing to answer my calls when I send them to him! Why won't you love me? Um, I'm James, uh, and with us is the Backdoor King. I am Scott. 30 Minutes of Mayhem is available on YouTube, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Spreaker. All you have to do is search Mayhew Mayhem. That's M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. And make sure to rate us five stars. Also, you can help us afford to continue doing the show by donating to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal. Just use the email address in the description, 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com. As I said, welcome to 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. And tell me, Greg, why is this the podcast your mother can be ashamed of? Because, well, we talk about various things that we would do with hookers or other women a lot. Or and I think that's just as shameful, or at least that's just as much as enough to make your mother ashamed. Or do you just think of hookers a lot? Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly correct. Before before we get into uh, the the show and all, uh, I want to tell you about this one night stand I had uh, a few. So I was with this uh, girl after a few hours of you know like drinking and stuff. Me, her, a few other people hanging out or whatever. Things get hot. Things get bothered. We go back to her house or whatever, and we're we're doing it. Okay, it's one one night thing. Uh, mostly because she tried to finger my ass while I was on top, and it just wasn't what I wanted. Uh, I don't ever want to have another one-night stand because of that. I don't want no weird freak off the street putting their hands in my ass. Like, I don't want that. I'm not an anal guy. So, I mean, did she get an entire hand up there? Because (laughs) first she said fingers, now you're saying hands. Did it start out, was it like a one-finger, two-finger, three-finger fist thing, or what? I freaked out, but it could have been like that. Who knows? Now... I don't really remember. We were kind of drunk. Did she... Did she... (laughs) I freaked out and left. Did she tickle your prostate at all? Did she get to uh, touch the surface and then you were like, whoa, like, or did she get up in Like, uh, poke the dough boy, woohoo, kind of thing. <laughs> like, it was just it was weird. It kind of tickled, I guess, yeah. Did you finish before you left? Nah. Or did you, you were just like, oh, nope, nope, I'm done, yes. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. It's just out. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason why this is the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. So, a lot like one night stands, hookers, and getting your asshole fingered, this first topic is, what if life was more like Grand Theft Auto? Do you think if life was more like Grand Theft Auto that life would be a, well, better place? A worse place? Greg and I have pretty much come to a consensus that GTA isn't exactly a parody of life, more like a uh, prediction of what will come. At least I do feel that uh, American society is basically coming back on itself, just parody. It's just a parody of itself. I mean, a lot of Grand Theft Auto is, is satire and always makes you realize that what it is that they're satiring is basically not that far off from like how things actually are. I mean, just exaggerated a little. 
I feel like one of the, one of the the great things you can do in Grand Theft Auto that you can't do in real life is if someone pisses you off, you can just fuck them and just move on with your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. the tease. And but with with actual life, obviously you can't do that. I mean, well, I mean you could do that, but when you move on with your life, it's going to be a lot of being anally penetrated in prison. Yeah, I so, mean, there's not a lot of chance of you being able to get away with you know just blowing somebody's car up in the middle of a crowded street. You know. Yeah, instead of having fingers put in your uh, your doo doo pipe, it'll be more of a a big old. Feel it every time. A big old, you know, you don't want to spend the rest of your life being uh, someone's flesh pen cushion, if you get what I'm saying. So, <laughs> no, so that's you, horrible. So you can't just kill somebody. And, you know, yeah, every day people get killed, people's cars get stolen, people's vehicles get blown up, all kinds of stuff that they actually do on Grand Theft Auto. So I feel like in some aspects, like the, the thought in, in, in the concept of it, you feel like initially like, yeah, dude, it'd be fucking great. But one was like just you just hated someone and you were like, you know, if that person ceased to exist, it wouldn't bother me. But then you think about like the ramifications of it. But if there are none like in Grand Theft auto you know you could just fucking like i said mark somebody and move on with your fucking day but at the same time someone could just mark you and move on with their day mm-hmm. unlike with grand theft auto your ass ain't gonna pay a little bit of money at the hospital and just respawn you know you did <laughs> you did um- Unless they didn't actually kill you. Well, I mean, yeah. And, like, it's not like Pokemon to where your Pokemon doesn't die. It just faints or whatever, you know. And Grand Theft Auto, you did. Okay? <laughs> so, and then you just respawn via the hospital. You don't get to do that uh, IRL. You know, you don't get to do that in real life. So, I mean, that's a negative aspect of it. But for the rest of it, if you take the death aside, Grand Theft Auto, it's not that hard to get away from the police uh, when no. you do fucked up shit. In real life, the chances of that happening are basically zero with mm-hmm. all the technology we have now. They're going to catch you. With the way the, the cops have been uh, lately, hands up, they still shoot. Uh, so you're going to end up dead again. <laughs> so, you know, it, does, it doesn't look good for you as it is. I think it'd be complete chaos, like you said. I, I feel like uh, people would just be killing people. Everybody would just kill people. But it would be fun to, like, hang out with friends and, like, go pick up strippers and have orgies and then kill the money back. You know, people actually do that in real life, you know, that does happen. It's just in real life, people actually care. Yeah, 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 I understand that people do that in real life. I'd like to hook up with somebody like that, but none of my friends want to do that kind of thing. Hang on, we don't have money like that. Greg, are you suggesting that hookers and um, strippers are people? Because th- this is this is new to no I'm I'm kidding hookers yeah. not so much but uh, strippers you know I know they're people too so James you were saying I mean to interrupt I'd, you there Greg just blew my mind for a second I'd probably strip <laughs> what I'd probably strip it, you know you uh, most uh, male strippers just like with uh, male porn stars they make more money operating in the the gay universe of it so would you strip for other men to make more money or would you rather just strip for women and make you know minimum wage if you will uh, I want to be at one of those it don't matter like guys and girls can come in well i mean you know obviously i'd rather strip with the free guys anyway because maybe i would make a lot more money because i feel like gay guys are driven in a kind of way 
I feel like gay guys are more rich. <laughs> so basically, it's all about the money. You maybe you do a bachelor party here and there where you whip cream your dick and smack it off of somebody's face, and or <laughs> I don't even know if they actually do that, but you know you've seen porns where that happens. An elephant thong to where like the elephant trunk is my cock, and just make elephant noises at people. That'd what? be cool. Why do I feel like we're more talking about his life ambitions than like, the actual topic? <laughs> Does anybody else feel? Anybody else feel that way? Yeah. If GTA was like life, I'd have a lot of money because it, it's just so easy to make money in GTA. That's true. It's easy for me to make money in GTA. Hey, uh, Greg, how like how do you feel about it? I feel like, um, honestly, it would be pretty much the same as how things are now. Because on the one hand, I, I oh was... I was I was talking about the stripping. Do you strip? Oh. For... Do you strip for women or do you strip for men? Women. Oh, you see, you strip for women. Now, um, the status quo you were saying, but no, uh, what were you getting at with uh, how it would be the same? I was, I thought you were going to stripping part of it. Oh, okay, no. What but why would you choose women? Why would you choose women over men when you can make more money stripping for men, though? Oh, yeah. Because I'm hoping that stripping for women it gives me a better chance of getting laid. Touche, good sir. But hang on, wait. But what if stripping for the men gives you a better chance of getting laid? Way better chance. Well, last them? time I checked, I didn't want to lose my virginity by having a dude's cock go up my ass. But what if your cock goes up his ass? Yeah, I'm pitching, not batting. <laughs> well, catching would have been a better um, analogy there, but... <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> Oh, I was I was just curious. Now, what were you, what were you saying before we got off topic about you well, possibly putting your cock up a dude's ass? I was thinking about it and putting a cock up a dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he would just bring in the reliever. He'd be like, "No, I can't do this." If you're a uh, relieving pitcher in the gay world, does that mean you give reach arounds while you're doing what you're doing? That just means the butthole's already pounded. Aww. So who's being relieved? Or uh, you never answered my reach around question. Oh, I don't know. Oh well, when you they find do out, one of those, you uh, they do one of those gentlemen start your engines where it's like three <laughs> or four guys back to back to back to back banging in the butt, and they all give each other reach around. I seen that one of those sex position books, and I just had to say something about it. I don't even want to know what sex this motherfucker's looking at. It, it was called Gentlemen Start Your Engine. Uh huh. I'm sure it was. It was probably <laughs> big old gay porn. But anyways, Greg, you were saying about Grand Theft Auto, I do believe. Yes. Okay. He's like, I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Originally, I was gonna say I felt that like Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Auto world would be more horrifying and awful to live in than the real world. But slowly as I thought about it more and more, I then began to realize that it really is not too much of a difference between how in real life and how shitty the world is in Grand Theft Auto. Because, I mean, only difference is that is that in the Grand Theft Auto world is that the government is actually up front about being corrupt. It's just nobody seems to give a shit about it. Oh, God, my back. I don't know why, but my back hurts. Probably from taking that cock at the no, but um, or maybe you were putting so much cock up, so much ass that the, the thrusting has hurt your back. Oh God, I threw up my back. <laughs> you got like uh, that pitcher's elbow, except for, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> except for it's like your back from all the thrusting. Uh, cock up, uh, dude's ass. You know, you just drive down the street and there are just like fucking hookers everywhere, and you could just like get as much money as you want without like having to really do anything. I mean, shit, if I could make money in real life as quickly and as easily as I do in Grand Theft Auto, then I would have no problems whatsoever right now in my life. It would be smooth sailing because, as it is right now in GTA Online, I have a 
pimp ass, and, and I would love to be able to afford an apartment like that. Mm-hmm. I could do if real life was like Grand Theft Auto. I'd be living in a fucking penthouse suite right now, overlooking like an entire city, and just living in the lap of luxury and everything. So. Actually, now that I think about it more and more, I'd rather live in Grand Theft Auto than in fucking real life. But, Greg, you got to also take into consideration that if life was like Grand Theft Auto, uh, Nick would come over to your house to hang out, and then he would rape and kill you and take all of your belongings. <laughs> Not if I kill him first. But do you really think you could outkill Nick? Is he? <laughs> I mean, Nick right now is pretty well invested in the knowledge... And if everything all of a sudden became legalized kind of to an extent or become like Grand Theft Auto, it's like if you were playing Grand Theft Auto online, you're going to start as a level one doing some shit missions and he's already a level like 500. He might have a leg up there. Speaking of that, if someone comes over to your pimp ass apartment and um, kills you and throws you out the window, that's how you die. And then your little uh, button that you wear also lands down there with you in the gutter, and the blood from your exploded skull from hitting the ground splatters a little bit on that button, making it look like, eh, maybe a little bit past uh, 12 o'clock or whatever. So say Nick does that to you. And I want to be a vigilante and uh, get revenge for your death, because we know fucking Scott isn't going to do it. Greg's dead. More inherent for me. But so if I wanted to do that, it would be extremely not legal. <laughs> yeah. In the United States. Now, more recently, Mexico, from what I've been hearing, has legalized uh, vigilante justice. So think maybe Batman instead of the GTA world. Now, the question uh, for the second topic is do you believe that vigilante justice? should be legalized in the United States. Well, well apparently talk- the cartels had gotten so out of control in Mexico, and they just pretty much ran everything. Like, the, the government pretty much wasn't even really in charge anymore. It was mostly the cartels. that Eventually, they just decided, well, we're going to make it legal for uh, the citizens to get together in mobs and arm themselves and basically take care of the uh, cartel. Because a lot of the police forces in uh, Mexico were also cut some money from the uh, cartel, so the cops weren't doing their job. So people banded together and got themselves guns and other shit, and uh, they uh, went out and took care of the problem themselves. And from what I've heard, crime is like, been decreasing rapidly throughout Mexico now because they legalized vigilante justice. Now, do you feel like vigilante justice should be legalized in the United States? You, uh, James, you say no. Now, why do you feel like it's a bad idea? Because you would just have a bunch of killers killing killers. Be like a double negative. It wouldn't get rid of any crime, and we don't have any outstanding fucking terrorists destroying everything, so... There wouldn't be much of a need for it, I, th- I think. So you feel like it would be repeated, almost like Dexter-type yes. scenario. Instead of serial killers, it would just be people killing people. Kind of almost a throwback into GTA universe that we first spoke of, to where it's just people fucking killing people. It's more of a, like, a being an um, unofficial police officer, I guess you could say, to where like you don't have the badge, you don't have the training, but you can also, like... 
help bring people to justice. More or less, you're like assisting the police. That's how it would be in the United States, because as Greg said, the police in, in Mexico are extremely corrupt. I'm not saying some of the police forces in the United States aren't corrupt, because everybody knows that some of them are. Uh, let, let's go on a smaller scale. Like, say, the three of you live in the, sa in the same city, right? So, say, you guys form a band of uh, vigilantes, and... You guys decide that you want to eliminate the massive amount of drug sales that happen in Steubenville. You want to drive out the crackheads, uh, the crack dealer, while well, the crackheads along with them. Then it becomes like your focus. You vigilantes and your focus is to drive out all the goddamn drug dealers and the crackheads and everything to make the city a better place. So on a smaller scale like that. It would be regular-ass citizens doing what the police more or less don't even bother to do and drive out drug dealers and crackheads. Um, using the example I, I gave, do you think uh, normal-ass citizens doing that would be a good idea or still against it, legalizing of uh, vigilante justice? I'm James still for, because, uh, I mean, like I said, uh, on where you live, I mean, the cops are either, you know, like, fucking useless or they're just they're outgunned so i mean you have a problem with either there being too much too many corrupt officers these days or the they're just not being enough officers in the police force to deal with the amount of crime in an area so i feel that it would be a really good idea to legalize like vigilante justice to help cut down on the amount of crime that happens in the United States. Well, as you said before um, about translating it into the United States, what it would be like. This is how I'd, I'd feel uh, what would go down. A hypothetical situation where crime is rising in the United States. Something close to, you know, uh, Escape from New York. I think that's what oh, it was yeah. called. Something close to that. So Congress wants to pass a law saying vigilante justice is legalized. You know how that's going to go down, because Congress is basically the, that one monster from uh, the Hercules story, uh, the, the, that the serpent. The Hydra. The Hydra, yeah, basically. But more or less like um, eating each other. They're going to pitch the idea, and they're going to fight over it, and you know how that's going to go down. They're going to say no. It's, but, it's kind of like if you translate it into um, Detroit right now, they're fucking staffed there, not just with their police force, but with, you know, the, uh, the, yeah, the fucking ambulance, the fucking firefighters and stuff. They're so understaffed there that it more or less has become to the point to where the people police themselves. Uh, they have people on, on certain sections of certain streets that just basically almost kind of run like a neighborhood watch type thing. But they're like, you know, the police are never going to come here. Don't be a fucking piece of shit and ruin it for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a douche. And we're all going to just coexist and get along with each other as long as everyone's not being a piece of shit. And they more or less police because they know that, you know, like if somebody's house catches on fire, they got to work together to try to put it out or else it's going to spread to everybody else's house because the fucking fire, uh, fire truck's never going to fucking get there until like you know the next day and mm -hmm. you know the police aren't going to come either so they know that they don't have any other choice but to police themselves scott let's just say hypothetically that somehow the the uh congress and the government decides to actually work together with itself i'm a huge like crazy hypothetical thought here <laughs> but let's you know let's say they actually decide to do something and they decide to pass this, vigilante justice becomes legalized. Do you think 
that that's a terrible idea or a good idea. I think it is a bad idea. As James said before, he he, he mostly said what I was going to say is that... An abuse of power. I, I, I do believe that, that that could happen. But I, I got to kind of agree with um, everybody, how James was saying, I don't uh, with what he was saying, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that extreme. Like, the example I was giving is if you were running all of the people that dealt uh, drugs or, or were drug addicts out of, your, out of your town, I don't feel like people are just going to go in and just start executing them. <laughs> like, on you know, just like bust up into and they're like, you goddamn drug addict, and yeah. you, and your baby. Oh, yeah. The drug addicts are going to react. Basically, if the, if you have to kill them to defend yourself, then then that's one thing. But we're not talking about just running in and just gunning them all down. Like, yeah, like a genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're not talking about that. I don't think it would get that that extreme. Now, like I did hear James said, if you had to kill them to defend yourself, then that that gets real tricky. Yes. If it, it's legitimate self-defense, say they attack you, you're getting, you know, your ass beat and you end up, you know, killing them with a fucking crowbar or whatever, a piece of glass that's laying on the ground, you know, and you end up stabbing them in the throat and they bleed out and they die. Now, yes, it's legitimate self-defense, right? So you do that. But here's the thing. You were basically in their domicile, even though like it's a crank house and they're squatting or whatever, like you were in there. It's not like they came into your house or it happened in the street or anything like that. So that's where it gets tricky. But if vigilante justice would be legalized, that's where that would like kind of bump uh, bump in with other laws there because if you're trying to run crackheads out of this fucking place so that your town doesn't look like a rundown legally i guess you have the right to do that under this new vigilante law but at the same time if you kill somebody in that you're you still have to face possible trial and whatnot for killing someone you can't just say like blanket like because it was in a vigilante situation, they killed someone, they're innocent. Like, you know, it can't be like a blanket thing like that. It ha- mm-hmm. it would have to be investigated and everything. And if they say, like, because anti-law, they had this vigilante, we're in this crack house trying to drive out these crackheads, which they legally have the right to do under this vigilante law. And in the process, were attacked by a crackhead and had to kill said crackhead to defend themselves from dying. Therefore, under the vigilante law, they're innocent. But to go with where Scott was going is shit like that will get abused. These situations where people would walk into said crack house and just start emptying rounds into people's skulls because they'll be like, well, they attacked me and I had to shoot them in the face. So it's a real tricky thing. So my answer to it would be in the United States. In the current state of how everything is, I would have to say that no, vigilante justice should not be legalized. It is a absolutely terrible idea uh, in the current state. Although, said using my example of the crackheads and drug dealers, I feel like normal citizens would be more uh, efficient at eliminating them out of cities than what the actual police would be uh, because the police have other shit to do but if the citizens band together and said we want all these fucking crackheads and shit the fuck out of here, I think they would be more more effective. Speaking of uh, crackheads and drug addicts, there's one thing that that has a lot to do with. Money. James, you were talking about earlier when uh, we were talking about the first topic with Grand Theft Auto. You were talking about it is a lot easier to make money than what it is in real life. Which is obviously fucking true because you can do some shit in Grand Theft Auto to make money that you couldn't do in real life. But say you have all of this money that you can make in Grand Theft Auto. Do you believe that money cannot buy happiness? That old saying of money can't buy happiness. Do you feel that that statement is true? 
No, not at all. Not even the slightest. I just don't understand that fucking saying because when I have money, I'm happy. When I don't have money, I am not happy. So. <laughs> well, may- maybe I could shed some light on that. Okay, um, right. I-, I think what that phrase means is that it usually has to do with, uh, well, rich people, I guess. They they just keep on spending it on themselves. They-, they get to a low point where they get farther and farther away from their friends. Like they latch onto the money and so they just, because that's all they know. And so they just keep buying and buying and trying to fill that emptiness, that void inside of them. Um, I think the phrase means you can't buy somebody else's happiness. Like, you can buy yourself stuff, make you happy, but if you buy somebody, some, somebody something, then that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be happy because you bought them something or money. Like, they could think that's creepy. I mean, it depends on if they're some kind of, like, gold-digging whore or not, but, I mean... Greg, if you became this just billionaire, how do you feel about gold digging horse? Fuck them, right? <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean literally. like fuck them as in like put your dick in them. I mean like I to hell with them. Well, I mean, Greg, this is your chance. You can you can buy anything. It doesn't have to be in a porn scenario where you got to tag your brother in. It doesn't have to be a woman that was once a man. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> A man that is so kind of a woman, but kind of a man. You could just walk up to pretty much any bitch, any location that you want, drop like 10 grand down and be like, my dick is in my pants and it shouldn't be in my pants. It should be in your mouth. Now get to it. And most of them are going to do it. <laughs> and and you're and you're saying, fuck gold digging horse? Yeah, but you're going to have somebody use me just because they want my money. But what if you're using them with your money? Because you could just be like... This bitch, I want her tonight, and here's a 10,000. That doesn't mean shit to me. I wipe my ass with 20,000. <laughs> and then you bang him, and then or you're like, bitch, get the fuck up out of my house. And then you have your butler take him home, and then he, be- and he uh, beats him to death on the side of the road and takes <laughs> their money. Or beats it up on the side of the road. Uh, yeah, beats it up on the side of the road, and then he kills them and takes their money. But it's not exact money is what you gave them, and he doesn't know where the money got lost in the process, in which that doesn't make any fucking sense. I feel like money can buy happiness, but only in certain areas. Like, if you're just obsessed with money and all you give a shit about is money, and just money, 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 making money, all that's all you care about, then no, you're you're never going to be happy. Because that's just a material thing. No, what I'm saying is that you do need friends and family and people who care for you to make you happy. But at the same time, you could have all that. But if you're dirt fucking poor, then, you know, there's happiness you're going to be able to derive from having, you know, other people in your life before you eventually begin to realize, you know, it would be really fucking nice if I had some cash to be able to spend on myself and the people I care about. Well, do I believe money can buy happiness? Fuck yes, I believe money can buy happiness because whoever that motherfucker is that said this and it became famous, obviously, clearly was never fucking broke. When you can't afford basic things beyond just being able to, like, keep a fucking roof above your head or have to rely on other people to help keep a roof above your head because you are so fucking broke that you can't do anything. Like, you pay, you maybe you pay your bills and then after that you got nothing. You got maybe, like, a, you know, a pocket full of, uh, let's just say you got until you're literally that kind of person that's living fucking paycheck to paycheck. You can't do, you can't have basic 
like luxuries. If you want to go see a uh, like go see a movie, eh, you got to spend your whole fucking twenty dollars to go see a movie. So you get one thing you get to do that month. You want to go see one fucking movie, it's going to cost you twenty bucks to do that. You you can't you know you can't go out and drink with your friends or, or hang out with your friends and like or go out and have a meal with somebody or anything like that. You can't do any of that shit because you're so fucking broke. You just can't do it. If you had money, it doesn't have to be millions or billions of dollars. If it, because I'm not the kind of person that needs to uh, to live uh, beyond my uh, beyond my means and live in the lap of luxury. Just as long as I have money to have everything that I need to have paid, paid, and then have money to where I can spend within reason and not be broke while doing that. Within reason, meaning I'm not going to go out and buy a fucking Ferrari or something like that, obviously. You know, a sensible fucking vehicle and have money left over to spend and know that if any emergency, I wouldn't have to be stressed about that emergency i know i have the money to where i can take care of it and i'm not gonna be fucking you know fucked over mm -hmm. having to take care uh, take care of that just having that amount of money not even millions or billions of dollars would automatically just be straight happiness because the level of stress that money creates money makes the world go around we all know that the level of stress that money creates is fucking ridiculous Money is like one of the biggest things that most people fucking stress about, myself included. And if I just had, an, as I said, to take care of what I had to take care of, have money left over to spend to be able to do basic things. Like I said, go to the fucking movies, go out to eat with your friends, go have a couple drinks. The money to do that and have enough to know that if any emergency came up, say God forbid the death of a family member, I know I would be able to on that spot do what i had to do take care of what i got to take care of and i'm not going to be just broke when that's over with that amount of just enough money to do that buys happiness and that does it for another episode of 30 minutes of mayhem i have been your host my name is michael mayhew and i have been here with my co-hosts greg james and scott don't forget to check us out on itunes stitcher speaker android youtube all of those locations and donate to us on paypal because we could use the money we really could I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and uh, later, fellas. <laughs>